You want to find your tribe of raving fans. I'm going to help you do it. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 316 Media, where we help you do better business. Hey, everybody, this is Justin Lamb, and you're watching episode 23 of Digging Deep, where we help business owners build better businesses. And today I'm joined by a wonderful lady uh, named Baljeet. And I've met her a long time ago. Well, I mean, I consider a couple of years a long time ago um, at BNI. Two years? No, it's got to be longer than two years. Yeah. Okay, so not too long ago, in very short order, <laughs> I met Baljeet at BNI, uh, where we were both uh, part of a business networking group. And um, more recently, she's been transitioning herself uh, into from her from, from different businesses and kind of adapting to the new environment that we're going into. Uh, so Baljeet, thank you and welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Justin. I'm happy to be here. Amazing. And so you're joining us from Edmonton today. Uh, how was yeah. the drive up? Drive up was fantastic. Um, I was looking forward to a thunderstorm, but that didn't happen. Um, but it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous drive. So it's very nice. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit about transitioning. Uh, we're going to dive right into it. Um, so what was, what was life like before COVID hit and, you know, what sparked you to do a transition? Yeah. Uh, well, COVID, uh, before COVID hit, I was, and I guess I still am a professional organizer. I will always be an organizer. Um, however, uh, I'm not really welcome in physical spaces anymore. And there's only so much virtual organizing um, that, that I can and will do, uh, which means we have to kind of look at other things. And I'm never one to be in the, oh, woe is me. It's a case of, okay, this has happened. Um, so what am I gonna do about it? And, and so what did up. you do about it? Well, I moved on to a boat. I, I, I basically simplified my life. And the funny thing is, I think COVID is part of the process that I started back in last October. I started a personal project called Deliberate Amnesiac. And, and that was a case of, okay, if I woke up one day with absolutely no memory, um, of who I was, what I was, what I liked, all of those kind of things. What kind of person would I become and what kind of different choices would I make or would I make the same one? Now, I don't have amnesia, so I had to put some criteria around it. I built an Excel spreadsheet so I can track everything of what I do and don't do and, and just really set out to rediscover who I am at age 52 and what I like now, rather than being told that this is who I am and this is who I should be and this is what I should like. Well, that's interesting. I think reinvention is something a lot of people go through. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's fun that, uh, that, that you started that journey. Now, I think COVID has also done that to people. Um, and we talk about simplicity and simplification yeah. of life. Um, mm -hmm. In your experience as a professional organizer, what does simplicity mean to you? It, simplicity really for me means making a decision and just taking action on it. Um, a cluttered mind and a cluttered space is really just a result of not making decisions and letting them pile up. And that manifests itself in a very physical way in 
the paperwork that we haven't dealt with, the dishes that we don't deal with, and all the stuff that we keep buying because we can't find the other stuff. Um, but if we kind of step back and say, okay, nothing else is going to come in, let me have a look at what's around my environment. But that also means what's in my mind as well. And just having a look at, at what we're thinking, why we're thinking about it, and, and what do we want to do about it now that we're a little bit more aware. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. So now let's move that to COVID then. So when, when COVID hit, I mean, you're, you're already sort of in that mind space, but what do you think happens to the individuals who've all of a sudden went through, you know, a, an enormous abundant, um, enormously abundant uh, trend in the last maybe five-ish years? Uh, and, you know, everybody was free-flowing money everywhere. And all of a sudden it, it came to a grinding, grinding halt. Um, you know, how do you, how do you feel, um, you know, about what you've seen around you in terms of the people, the way they thought about it? And, you know, have you seen people starting to simplify their lives? And what does that look like? Yeah, definitely. I think people have started simplifying life. And, and for the sheer fact, sometimes that they're bored at home and they can't go anywhere. Excuse me, there's a little bit of noise out there. Um, when you're stuck at home and there's is YouTube videos and Netflix and the like, um, and you're in close, close quarters or you're by yourself, then that's when you're, I feel people have been called to, okay, let me do something because I need to do something. We're such, we're such doing beings and that we've forgotten, a lot of us have forgotten how to just be and relax and be with ourselves. So all of that organizing and, and, and just clearing up that di you didn't have time for. Now you'd rather do that than be with yourself sometimes. Ooh, that's an interesting thought. Mm -hmm. And so have you dealt with that being by yourself and being with yourself? You know, what does that feel like? What is that, what is that um, ability to sit amongst your own thoughts without being diverted in attention it's very uncomfortable um we don't like it i didn't like it now i'm an introvert by nature so my life hasn't really changed that much um on a social level uh that covid has hit uh, for me, I've thrived because it's allowed me more of that space and I don't need an excuse or I don't, you know, to go out there. Um, I don't have to say yes to anything because I can't. And, you know, I've, I've led the busy life. Oh, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy by simply saying yes to everything and to everyone because someone asked for help. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Uh, if somebody asked me to do volunteering work, great, I'll do it. And part of the October process for me was to figure out, well, how many volunteer opportunities have you taken on and why did you do it? And it was because my plate was empty and I felt like I needed to do something. And, you know, I was brought up. If you're sitting on the couch, resting and relaxing, you're lazy and you're good for nothing. And so I've had to constantly be doing something. And so my answer was always, yes, I'll do this for you because I need to do something. Um, what COVID has done is given me permission 
to do absolutely nothing. But I started giving that to myself well in advance. So COVID was almost phase two for me, just to make sure that it didn't go backwards and start putting on stuff in my empty plate. And I think that, you know, it's a silver lining. I mean, it's horrible what's happening out there. Businesses, my business died. Um, a lot of businesses uh, have, you know, flunked and will take a while to recover if they recover at all. And that is not great. It's not great on our pocketbooks. It's not great on our economy. However, for the inner world of a person, to slow down and to take a breath and just to really be with yourself and be forced to do it, I guess in some instances, um, and taking it a stock. And I look at it as a very much an organizing of the inner self so that the outer self actually sticks when it happens. So we mentioned that it's uncomfortable to sit in your own skin and to be quiet, like having your mind be quiet and, and really have that introspection uh, yeah. of oneself. How did you get over that uncomfortable portion of it? I don't think that you do. I think you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so, I mean, you're right in the sense that there is really no comfort in, in that um, it's not something that you can passively take your mind off of other than to keep yourself busy. Yeah. But making yourself look at all the things that go around you, the things that are important, um, is an uncomfortable feeling because I don't think we, we as people, um, try to better ourselves from the inside out. I think a lot of us try to bolt on pieces of things that we see on social media and the news uh, and we try to embody those things but we don't necessarily embody them internally which is yeah. why there's such a disconnect and such i think high anxiety um yeah. a social anxiety at least mm -hmm. uh in, in in today's environment where everybody is trying to be what social media seems to tell everybody they should be but that's they not who we are is it um, we live in a very much a should world. You should be this. You should be that. I should have this. I should have done this. Um, and if we just stop, like, and literally just stop and, and empty our plate, it's not about bringing other thoughts in. It's just clear the space, sweep the floor, um, take the dust, you know, dust covers off and, and the cobwebs out and just be still. I was working with a coach and when I started doing my project, he said, okay, well now let's plan. Let's plan what you're going to do for your year. And I said, that's not the point. The point is that I won't know what's going to come up until I'm in that space of there's nothing there but me. And that, and you can't plan for that. Not in my opinion, anyway. Otherwise, what you've done is you've just applied the same parameters as before, and you're going to get the same results as before. And empty your plate, you know, stop doing the things that don't make you happy just because you feel you should. You know, volunteering is a great thing, and I volunteered for many things, and I will go back to volunteering again. But sometimes when you're just doing, doing, doing for the sake of doing, um, 
you're not getting anything out of it and you're probably only putting half of your effort into it so that the organization or the person on the receiving end isn't getting your full self anyway. So why not take a moment and, and maybe you don't volunteer for 10 things, but only two, but you're wholeheartedly in there. And I think that's more valuable to the world than 10 half-assed attempts. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Um, one of the things that I, I, I've really held uh, myself accountable and I try to hold um, other people around me accountable to is that um, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. Okay. And, you know, you're exactly right. So many people are yes people. They'll just take it on because they feel obligated in some way, um, yeah. whether it's socially or, or, you know, by guilt, maybe um, that they're putting so many things on their plate, but that they can't even get their own shit together. Yeah. They can't hold it together. And then they break down. And because, you know, when you're volunteering or you're donating or you're giving your time away to something, even though it's your free time or whatever free time, it, people still have expectations that you're going to be present. And if you can't give yourself, can't give yourself wholly, um, then you're not doing anybody a service. You're, yeah. you're, in fact, you're letting more people down, I think, um, by taking it on and not completing it to, to a level exactly. where you should be, right? Exactly, yeah. And I just found that, you know, last year after my daughter got married, um, I had a lot of things to do. And so when my last guest left, you know, 18 days after the wedding, I thought, okay, drive them to the airport, come home, have some cereal, just going to sit here on the couch for a few minutes, have my cereal, and then I'll get on with my daily list. Oh, Justin, I never got off that couch for five weeks. I remember us talking about that. Yeah. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me in a really long time. And I packed on a few extra pounds because what I did was I Netflix my face off throughout the whole day. I ate, I think, egg and chips, which is fries and, and fried egg, probably every day for like two weeks. And, and I slept and repeat. And that's the only thing I could do. But from that space was where I was with myself and the TV was distracting, but not enough so that I could get away from my thoughts. And, and the key thought was, I'm not happy. And I had everything. I had a beautiful home. I have work that fulfills me. I've got a car. I've got money. You know, my daughter's gotten married. And so to the outside world, it's like, yeah, what are you complaining about that I wasn't happy? And that's where I thought, okay, take some time to really think about how you're going to deal with that. I'm not happy. And that's when the deliberate amnesiac came to be. Um, and it took me a month to just put it together because I had to think it through. And it was, it was like me organizing another person's physical space. But what I was doing was I was organizing my mind by completely separating things into categories, cleaning them up and discarding the things and, and sometimes discarding everything. So if I missed it, it can always come back. And that's where I've been, I guess, since last October 1st. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think, um, you know, that 
that mental uh, breakdown that that people get in you know really does suffer in silence a lot of the time and people don't know uh, and we always try our best to put our smiles on and, yeah. and there is a lot of pressure um, I think a lot of it gets put on ourselves because we see all the social things that go on around us um, and and I think it's really um, you know really powerful that you you share that and I'm hoping so somebody who know who's in this space like mentally who just feels like they've taken on so many things and aren't happy even though they have all the luxury things uh you know can take take uh you know your idea of deliberate amnesia uh, and be able to spin that and and find some benefit into it yeah i have a question for you then Um, with self-reflection and and trying to cleanse yourself uh, do you ever involve meditation uh, in that process it's a daily practice um, first thing in the morning. Um, so whether it's 10 minutes or an hour, it just depends on the day. And on the days that I don't, I definitely feel off kilter. Um, it just grounds me. Um, and, and, and I just handle the world from a more peaceful place uh, without getting into reaction mode. Mm. And so I know a lot of people who, you know, talk about not being able to meditate. Um, do you, do you have something specific that you go after? Is it a program or something that you find online uh, that you follow, or is it just being still? Cause I think a lot of people have a preconceived notion that they have to do these things. Yeah. Um, you know, do, do you have any, anything particular? Well, meditation is just being quiet with yourself, in my opinion, and there's many forms of it. And, and most often I'll go to a YouTube video and, and, and say meditation, um, Oprah and, um, oh my God, now I'm not going to remember his name. Um, but you know, there's all sorts of programs, the 21 day program, for this or just a YouTube video on that or just five minutes of literally I just visualize um, a light coming in through my head all the way going down me through my feet into the center of the earth and then circling back up and just grounding me to earth because then I get flighty otherwise mm-hmm. um, and then really just saying hey whatever scattered pieces of energy that I've left all over the place bring it back through a filter of no negativity coming back in. It's just my pure self and all the negativity rather than it being in cluttering other places, it just goes back up to source and different people have a different opinion of what source is to them. You can call it universe, you can call it God, whatever it works for you. Um, and, and, and just really clean myself for the day. And that's how I enter the world. Um, and I always ask that I be kind and that I act kind toward everybody else because we don't know what's going on for them. So don't be judgmental and help me say the right thing at the right time to the right person. That's amazing. I know when I first started meditation, I had difficulty um, and it took some time. Uh, and, and I was probably one of those people who were just said, mm. Meditation is not for me. Um, and my wife said the same thing. Uh, she couldn't sit still for the longest time. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that if you continually chip away at it, um, you'll find it, you'll find what works for you. And it, and like you said, it's different for everybody. 
Um, and, and my wife and I have very different ways of meditating and centering oneself. Um, yeah. But we've both found ways to expand our ability to go from, you know, literally one minute of meditation to now upwards to 15 minutes of, of meditation without really scattering too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a learned skill, I think. It, it is. And, 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 and the thing is, I think some people meditate and they don't even realize they do it. Like it's just getting into that zone uh, of, of just something that you're focusing on. Like you could be washing the dishes and you're just in the zone and you're just doing whatever you're doing. You're washing the dishes. You're not aware of anything else. Your thoughts aren't, Oh my God, I have to do this or whatever. Right. And you're just quiet and you're centered and focused on just the dish and what you're doing with it. That's meditation. You can walk in nature and be meditating and you got your eyes open. And I think a lot of people think that you have to have your, you have to sit and you have to cross your legs and you have to do this and you have to close your eyes. You know, there's a place for that too, but it doesn't have to be that um, if that's not where you're at sometimes. And I find that um, when I'm led through a meditation process, I do better than if I'm just sitting here all by myself and you know doing whatever because then the grocery list starts or the to-do list starts and then the little chippy mind you know just going all of that starts too so then I go on YouTube and say hey I need a meditation for this and then someone just walks me through the process and then I just follow that Hmm. yeah fantastic they're wonderful tools now I think it's so much greater than it was you know even a decade ago where you couldn't access that stuff without having to, you know, specifically read books. And of course, when you read books, it doesn't translate all the time. And, you know, having somebody guide you through that is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then tell me a little bit more about uh, what's, what's on the horizon for you now. Where are you moving towards as your, your renaissance period, so to speak? Yes. Well, I mean, my, uh, from both personally and professionally, I'm, I'm in a bit of a shift. And who really knows how it's going to end? All I can do is commit to taking the steps and one step at a time. And so where that is right now is, you know, I've been much of a vagabond for for many years, uh, living from place to place, because that's kind of how I was for whatever reason. And I'm in a mindset to settle down which I never thought that would happen. Um, So it's finding a space where I can kind of call home and know that I'll be there for a little while rather than, you know, six months later, a year later, I'm off on some other adventure in the lower mainland. Um, I'm on the boat like right now and I've deliberately done that just so that I can complete this journey because it was a one year deliberate amnesiac. So it'll finish um, at the end of September. So not too long ago to go and from there we'll see what happens and where I settle and that's on a very physical level. Um, One of the nice things that happened as a result of me emptying my plate was some things started coming back or saying hey we want to come onto your plate and I could say yes or no and one of the things that came on board was a man. So I am in a relationship and so we'll see where that goes. Work-wise, I've been very fortunate that 
you know, my mission has always been to clean up planet Earth. And the way I did that with alchemy organizing was, hey, you're cluttering up the planet by buying all this stuff to give you five minutes of happiness. And then when that's over, now you have to go buy something else to continue that. Why don't we have a conversation about what really makes you happy, make some key decisions, clear away the stuff and then be in a space in a head space as well as a physical space to make decisions that would make you happier as a person and it's kind of to the earth because you're not cluttering it and and the next mode really is clean up planet earth still and it's just more from a product end um, and we'll see how that goes fantastic and so one of the things i generally like to ask uh my guests is what is a resource or something that has impacted your life that you could share um, with other people who are listening here that they could grasp onto learn you know, read about what is it that's inspired you in your life's journey at this point that you could share okay and I, for me i think the biggest thing that inspires me are those projects that people do um whether it was eat pray love um and I think there's a tutu project. Um, you're aware of that, yeah? I've heard so of that. Anything yes. like that, there's a life project, you know. Um, somebody took on, you know, each month they would do something different within their family just to see if they would become happier. Um, any kind of project that anybody does, I'm always gravitating towards and saying, what did you do? Um, you know, Project 365 was take a photo a day around a theme, that was fantastic for me. Um, so what I get inspired by is other people's projects and, and see what comes out of it for me. And I also live my life kind of in a project space, which is kind of, I'm in a one year project right now. So are you gonna turn that into a book, a resource for somebody else to maybe grasp onto one day? Well, um, I did start a blog on it and I only did three blogs because one of the things that I found was that when you're in the midst of the change and the transition, it's difficult to write about it or it is for me. It is. No, I find the same. Um, the journey of creating this agency has been quite all over the place, um, all, all over the map and some days um, even chronicling what it was or you know how that that went is, is really difficult to sometimes piecemeal because your thoughts are disjointed um yeah. you know you're just grasping onto it and you're kind of navigating and bumping into all the little icebergs all along this little little path that you're going on and i guess in a way i, I don't know about you but i feel like it's it's like i feel like a blithering idiot because I'm not really sure as I'm going through and I'm like, well, this is what it could be, but I don't know. And then yeah. the next and day I, it's completely I, opposite. Exactly. And you can't write about that. I couldn't. And so, you know, I started the blog and I'm all gung ho. And then all of a sudden there's like nothing and it's deliberate. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have not cluttered up the internet with one more blog where I really had nothing good and useful to say at the time. Mm -hmm. There's, lots coming out but i have to kind of go through it and then be able to reflect back and then be able to share that that experience with someone um a couple of people have said you know hey are you going to write about it I, I i didn't really i didn't do it for that reason 
And if something does come out of it, that would be great, but I'm just not going to commit to that because that's putting something on my plate that maybe I don't want to. Very true. Yeah. Now, the other way that you can do it is, is you could actually find a copywriter who will interview you about that information and let it spill. Wow. Into who do so, we know? Who do we know? <laughs> I'm just saying, putting it out Joel? there. Yeah, Joel, Joel, are you out there? Um, but I mean, I think it's one of those things that's, um, we don't know where those things take us and we don't know who it resonates with. And, yeah. and that's the, the hardest part is, uh, you know, I always talk about content being put out there um, and, and we're not supposed to be the judge of our own content. The, the market is the judge of that content, right? You know, there's a reason why cat videos, um, you know, are still the number one played videos on YouTube yeah. <laughs> um, because we just don't know what people appeal and resonate with for the, for the moment. So, um, it's something you know that could be fun um you know and and heaven forbid don't take on the writing yourself <laughs> <laughs> give it to somebody else um but no that's amazing i think uh i think it's you're the first person who's actually said anything about those type of projects and they do i do i guess i do find value into it i mean i've, I've read a few uh different books and projects that are like that um and i always wonder i say oh you know what is that journey like like you know, how do you, how do you decide to chronicle that? Um, yeah. You know, now going through our own chronicles, like, and seeing you go through your chronicle, I, I understand it's like, it's really difficult. Um, it is. So, so it's something that uh, even for myself, I don't know if I'm going to navigate it. Um, and it's one day at a time, you know, just in, and one of the things that I would like to say to anybody and everybody who's listening is that, you know, we, we always go looking for resources, you know, here's one more book to read and what have you. But the thing is, all of us have read a ton of books and taken even more courses, probably. And what I found in the 15 years that I was an organizer that, you know, all the books that they read and all the courses they took, the information never got applied. So part of my project phase really is stop reading about it and stop watching it on TV because life is passing you by. Go and experience the things that you've learned, even if you're, you know, just putting around. Doesn't matter. And if you have a false start, don't worry, get back up and just do it again. Just, and that's, the taking action part, you know, we've been learning all these years. It's time for me anyway, to apply some of that learning to, to actually living. Amazing. Well, really wish you luck on that journey. And I think it's uh, it's a great way to, to bring closure to our discussion today. So thank you so much for joining me on the show. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. I know you were, you were fretting about it uh, leading up to the day, um, you know, being on camera and, and discussing things. Uh, but I do hope that you enjoyed it. For I did those... have fun. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So for those people who enjoyed this, please, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us, uh, you know, and, and share some of your stories and, you know, how you guys have been coping uh, and how you, um, you know, are overcoming those, those demons in our heads that seem to uh, inundate us every day. So Baljeet, how is somebody going to be able to get a hold of you if they want to ask you some more questions? Um, well, uh, my website is still up, uh, uh, alchemyorganizing.com, and uh, you can always phone me, which is kind of nice. Um, mm -hmm. You can find me on LinkedIn, which there's another project just started on there where I am going to be talking to every single person that I'm connected with, um, so long as they're willing to talk to me. 
Um, and yeah, so feel free to share my phone number if you want to. It's public. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you guys found this valuable, please feel free to, uh, you know, subscribe and support this channel. Um, it's a way for us to help me curate and find people uh, that'll interest you and in, in the topics that interest you. So until next time, be well and uh, thanks.